Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vasic. You can find me on Twitter at Hashtag Kangas. So today I was joined by Mark Hello. We're just doing a preview of the game coming up on Saturday against Fremantle. And we discussed a lot of subjects. Um, we've obviously had a lot of media scrutiny come up this week. Um, so we discussed a lot about that. Um, the future of David Noble, where that's at. Uh, you know, um, also talked about a number of players as well. Anyways, I won't hold you up anymore. I'll, I'll put on Mark right now. All right, so I'm joined here by uh, Mark Hello once again. So, Mark, the club have been under a lot of media scrutiny this week. Uh, how do you think they've handled it? Um, gee, that's a good question. Um, well, it's, it's, it's been a difficult week for a few reasons. It's probably been emotional for the supporters after um, we were probably already pretty upset about the way that the side was travelling. And then, in a funny way, when, when that came out, uh, well, it started on Saturday, really, with Sam Edmund had the first story that came out saying that the powers that be were looking at people in top roles and working out whether they should be, et cetera. And I thought, well, that's odd. Well, that's yeah. interesting. They're questioning the, you know, that sounds like they're questioning the coach or the people around the coach. Yeah. Um, and then by Monday, we have this story about Noble apologising, big spray and the, and the game plan. So my first reaction, I think some supporters would be the same, go, oh, okay, well, that's what's wrong. There's now we can try and fix this now that we know there's a real problem yeah. because we've all been going, we don't know what's going on. But the problem yeah. is once you, once you sort of think to yourself, Oh, there's a, there's a problem here. Let's, you know, let's fix it. Then of course you get the problem stuck because you get split down the middle as a supporter group. Like half the supporters were saying, Oh, the players are soft. They're little cry babies. They can't handle a bake. They're so stupid. They don't even understand the game plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other half is oh, Noble's lost the players. His game plan's useless. He's got to go. Yeah. So, you've no. got, so you're suddenly going, well, actually, you've got half the supporters split in half on their idea on how to fix this problem. But the yeah. reality probably is it's, it was something in between. Yeah. Um, the players probably do need to harden up and, and take some responsibility and support the coach. And, and the coach probably needs to um, understand that if he's not getting his message through, he's got to find a way to do it because if they're not – you know, playing defensively and um, allowing these blowout scores. If they don't do something about stopping that, eventually it is going to become a problem for him. So I, I think in the end, just put all the – you can put all the noise aside, really, at the end at the end of the day and just go, well, let's see what happens on the field. That's going to yeah. be the response. But I thought – look, to, sorry, to answer your question about the club handling, and I thought Jack Zebel did an amazing job. Yeah. I thought he, he took the air out of it really well. Um, yeah. Because once he's done that, there's, there, there wasn't a lot more that could be said. No, that's right. Yeah, um, no, he's, um, he's a good leader like that. Yeah, so I, I, I was really impressed with that. And, um, uh, and then I thought David King um, and Hodge, the, the, the interviews that they gave were a big help as well. Yeah. In terms yeah. of just calming things down because, you know, you had a lot of the media just sort of going, here. Yeah, great opportunity to start buying for another coach's you know, blood. Um, yeah. Once Siebel had sort of said, no, he hasn't lost the players. We've got he, the players support him and we haven't touched the game plan. Whether you believe him 100% or not, it really doesn't matter. It, the main thing was it, it took the air out of the story from the media's perspective. So I thought yeah. that was good. And um, and from there, it sort of then, you know, I thought David, look, David Noble spoke pretty well the other day. He gave an interview tonight, which I thought was, and he said some strange things again that, 
he feel like we're we're on a much further advanced trajectory. You know, adv- we're much further advanced than we were this time last year, which you know doesn't really ring true to me. But yeah. um, and he also said oh, a lot of people expected us to be on the the same trajectory. Well, um, I'm not I'm not sure what he what he means by that. I mean, we certainly didn't expect to go backwards. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure if you asked him at the start of the year if this is what he thought was going to happen, I'm, I would hope he would have said there's no way we'll be playing like that. So yeah. I, I, sometimes I think it's I, th- I think the players in a lot of ways have been better at talking to the media than actually the senior people at the club. I think yeah. they try they try too hard to temper expectations and to put spin on stuff when sometimes it's just better to be honest with what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'd say you know I think the president does a good job. She doesn't get involved in emotional discussions about it. She interacts with people with the supporters, which is unusual, but that's good as well. Yeah. I thought I thought the only thing I'd say I'll, I'd be disappointed about from the club's perspective is just that, that same area where um, I, I think they have to set the bar a little bit higher. I, I thought mm. the CEO coming out and talking about finals in 2026, um, yeah. I think that's setting expectations too low. It may, yeah. it may come to pass that that is the next time we play finals, but you can't set that as the goal. No, you, no you, you can't tell supporters that. No, you've got to have a bit more. And as, as an elite sporting organisation, I think you've got to have a bit more ambition. You know, we're, we're looking for effort, we're looking for ambition, and we're looking for improvement. Um, mm. Let's aim for 2024 finals. We don't get there, fine. But we can't just, we can't just go, look, just leave us alone for four years. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, because that's, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We're, we're, no. going to be look, we're going to be looked at, and the supporters are going to look at it. So let's say, look, it hasn't been great. Um, defensively, it's been really poor, and we, and that we're not going to stand for that as a playing group and a coaching group. We're going to fix that, um, yeah. and we're going to be aggressive in pulling in some over twenty five, over twenty six year old players from the club to help fast track us. I'd rather they talk like that than mm. sort of this. Just it's almost it feels like an admission of defeat that the only thing that can save us is time itself. Yeah, Four years, five years, six years instead of. Talk about what we can do to be proactive. Don't just say, oh, it's going to take, everything's about time and it's five or six, seven years. And look at these clubs, they took six years. It's almost as if saying you don't really have any real influence on it. You've just got to wait for this time to pass. Yeah. Um, but, but other clubs have had time pass, like Terry Wallace at Richmond after five years, and they had to start again. Hmm. So yeah, sort of, right. I, oh, Anyway, look, I won't rant on about that anymore. But look, because <laughs> I've made it sound like they've been poor in their communication. I don't think they have. I just, I just think... I don't really care about how many sprays Noble gives. I, you know, I think the players need to be able to cop some serious feedback. It's up to him. You know, whether the game plan's changed or not doesn't matter. Whatever happens is not working right now. So that needs to be sorted out. And and the players and he have got to find a way to stop these blowouts because the pressure won't go away if that keeps happening. No, no. And like, like you mentioned a lot of points there. Um, you know, like statistically, we're going backwards in pretty much every category from last season, like contested possessions. Um, we've gone backwards in that. Uncontested possessions, we're yeah, 18th in that by a mile. We're losing the uncontested possession count by 70, 80 each week. Yeah. Um, I brought this up with Troy Makepeace the other day. Um, but if we're struggling with uncontested possessions, wouldn't it be just simpler to go man-on-man, play man-on-man uh, for the next few weeks. And, um, I agree. Yeah, until yeah, you sort of rectify that. Um, and, you know, inside 50s, like, you know, we talk about our defence, but our, offensively we're, we're struggling a lot too. Um, we're converting 34% of our scores when we go inside 50, which is one of the worst. Uh, we don't, we don't convert scores and the ball walks straight out again. 
Yeah. So not yeah, only did we not score, we, we, we laid four tackles in our own forward 50 last week against Frio. Yeah. So they, they, they had 100 more disposals, and yet they still managed to have 23 more tackles than us. Yeah. No, Which that's is, right. You know, forget the sprays, forget the game plan. If that continues, you know, eventually there'll be issues. You know, I don't necessarily think we have to all panic about what happens in the next, you know, little while. But that you can't have week after week for, for the whole season going like that. You know, the, the players and the coach have got to come to the party and, and realise that's not sustainable. Yeah, and I think, well, let's say next two weeks, you know, we're probably expecting, you know, bad losses again. Mm. Um, we're certainly hoping this media hype has certainly, um, you know, fired a few, you know, uh, players up as far yeah. as, um, you know, you know, there was something like 10 players only laid one tackle or, or, or less yeah. last week or something like that. And That's right. So hopefully that uh, fires up a few players and, um, you know, and, you know, they can back it up with their actions. Like uh, Jack Siebel sort of said, um, at the moment we're, um, we're, we're doing a lot of talking, but we, we've got to start backing it up with our actions on the field. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's um, there's a lot of glaring holes, and there was a good article by Riley Beveridge um, yesterday, sort of saying that we need we need more from the over 26 year olds. Like we're putting a lot of pressure on players like LDU, Taron Thomas, um, who have probably stalled a bit if, if not gone backwards, but are, are still young. You know, they're 22 mm-hmm. years old, are still trying to find their way. And you know, I assume uh, like players over 26, like Aiden Core is probably. You know, uh, did you see his first quarter last week? Yeah, I've got nothing good to say about that first quarter. I mean, that yeah, almost, you could almost say he set the tone for the game. It, it, was, it was quite embarrassing that, you know, you would have thought it was the opposite. He, it was his first game and Jai Amos's 106th game or whatever he's played. So, yeah, it was, he absolutely got schooled. Um, well, I, I, think, I think, I, I don't know what's caused it and whether it's the structure or anything else, but his, game, his confidence is absolutely shot at the moment. I, I don't believe he's that bad a player as what he's shown. No, he's a good player, usually. Yeah, yeah. generally, I, I think he's a good player. He's, I mean, Jaimus was was botting him out of the way. I mean, it was just yeah. bizarre. That's to me, that's just a horrific loss of con- either that or he's injured, playing injured. Um, yeah, well, we don't know, possibly, do we? But just, no, but but you're right. I mean, it, you know, you've got, you know, I don't, I don't, you don't, I don't like going after individual players. But talking about over twenty six, you've got Josh Walker at one end, and yeah. you've got Core at the other. It's it's it, you know, it's just going to be a struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Walker has had to fill a lot of holes too, play on two yeah. position forwards that doesn't really suit him. You know, I got Jack Siebel, looks a bit lost at the moment. Uh, what his role is, uh, playing deep forward, trying to push up the ground, then go back deep forward. The, o- the, the only over twenty six that I look at, you know, right now, or so, and go, okay, I can imagine him playing in our next final series is Luke McDonald. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been very good this year. I mean, Turner's struggling at the moment. Hall's body's not holding up. Jack Siegel yeah. had a shocking game. You know, the ball wasn't up there very often, but he didn't lay a tackle for the game, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I mean, Goldie, you've almost got to put aside because there's a lot going on there with, with him and yeah. what's going with the Rucks. I think that's a separate issue. But at the moment, potentially he won't be there next year anyway. So uh, Riley Beveridge is right, but I don't think there's an easy solution to the over-26s this year. I, I think there's a few there that are, aren't the long-term answer. And I don't want to write Jack Siebel off. He's a champion of the club and a great yeah. captain, but he's struggling and he looks certainly a lot closer to the end than the beginning, that's for sure. So, Do you think he has to go back this week? I, I would. I, I, yeah. I don't think we can continue to have a forward line that's been as slow as it has been the first eight rounds. We, we can't lay a tackle on our own forward line. We can't keep it in there. So it's either a mark or the ball's straight back up the other end. Yeah. So 
we've got to do something to keep the ball trapped trapped in there. I mean, I, I wish Phoenix Spicer was available, but obviously that's going to be a fair while off just to have some more speed in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, think, yeah, uh, a few, I, I think to Riley Beveridge's article, I think it, it really just goes to show that we do not have a choice but to be really aggressive uh, in the off-season and chasing free agents um, you know, and other senior players potentially from other clubs. I, we're going to have to get four or five people over 25, 26 into that club. Otherwise, yeah. the rebuild will, you know, the young kids just will not develop um, yeah. at the level they need to. I, I think it was a great article, but I think it more, it, if anything, it points to the fact we've just got too many gaping holes in that area. The guys that are over 26 aren't really up to it at the moment. They can't lead the way. I mean, Cunnington um, will be huge if we can get him back and back to you know, form, healthy and back in form. And I think yeah. Jed Anderson, you know, with his ability to tackle and be strong in the contest can help too, although his disposal can be average. But <laughs> but but as with the others, Hall's body's not right. Jay Z, you know, Jack Siebel's struggling. Turner's struggling. Walker's really meant to be there as a depth player. Um, yeah. But I think, and I think Core will come good. But he, you know, he needs to be the third tool um, yeah. in that back line. So no. yeah, I, I think you're right, absolutely right about that area. But it's it's yeah, we we need some new new players in to be able to sort it out. I think. Yeah, I mean. Even trying to go after play, fringe players from other clubs, trying to get you know, yep. the guys that are you know, maybe at a good club, not getting their opportunity. Like, I mean, Paddy Dow would be an excellent one. I think you, he would add a lot. Um, he's another yep. midfielder, of course. But well, I mean, even, look, even Angus Brayshaw is a midfielder. Now, look, I know this is a long shot. Oh, I would shot. love to have him. Yeah. It's a long shot, isn't it? But at the end of the day, his yeah. dad did play for the club. There's a lot of history around the family at North Melbourne. If you could get another flag, we could pay him an extra quarter of a million a year than what he's earning. Or what they can yeah. afford to pay in Melbourne, given they're going to sign Jackson, it yeah. might be a chance to get him. They've got to have a crack at it. Um, yeah. Given the fact that he can play in multiple positions, he's a leader. He's a great, fantastic person to have. Would be to have at the club. I think. I think there's a few of them, and I think you know Bailey Dale as the halfback flanker distributor off back. He's also. Um, yeah, very good. And, that, and there's going to be a salary squeeze of the Bulldogs. Not going to be easy for them either. So, I think we're going to take these opportunities. It sounds like Eamon. Um, Port Adelaide's probably going to go to St Kilda. I'm not sure if he's really the type we need anyway. Yeah. Um, and then they've got to find a key, def- you know, as an experienced key defender. And as you said, it might well be just a fringe player who's, who's struggling to, to break through. There's plenty of them at the good clubs. Um, yeah. Give them an opportunity and then, you know, we'll go to the draft again. But we can't we, we can't leave the kids to to, to carry. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right about LDU, Simpkin, Karen Thomas, you know, and then of course Jason Horn, Francis Taylor Scott. They're, they're still all young. Those guys. They're still yeah, super that's right. Young. So yeah. you're abs- absolutely right. They need a bit of support. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, like LDU is probably going to be the number one or number two midfielder this week. With you know, uh, Hugh Greenwood's come out with uh, health and safety protocols. We'll talk about that soon. But um, oh, yeah, it's, it, it puts a lot of pressure on him, doesn't it? And he's, it and he's does. not handling it. Yeah. So it does. It does. Yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of kids, uh, should we be worried that Jason Lord Francis has put contract talks on hold to the end of the year? That's another media story. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, the timing of that story coming out, it just it felt like someone was just pumping the, the media with one story after another to create yeah. as much pressure as they could. I, I do find that if it was Carlton, I'd say they're trying to soften up you know, the supporter base to get ready for some changes to be made. But I don't think North's like that. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, 
but it certainly felt like that way for for 24 hours. It's <clears> what's going on. I, yeah. hey, look, if, if if he's not signed up going to the round one next year, I'm going to be worried. That's for sure. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, too. I'm not yeah. worried yet, but I'm. I, I don't. Some people say, "Oh, it's just his manager trying to get him more money." They're paying whatever he wants now. Because yeah. if North are turning around going, "Well, we don't want to pay you that," of course yeah. we've got that much room in our salary cap. He's not. I don't. He doesn't come across as a greedy kid to me. I'm tipping yeah. money's the least of the issues right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I am worried to that extent that if if we were 12 months forward and we're in the position we are now, it might be a problem. I think the players. He doesn't want to keep looking around and wondering why the other players aren't going as hard as he is. Yeah, why aren't yeah. they tackling like he is? Why aren't they ferocious at every contest like he is? If he doesn't feel yeah. like that's going to be something that's happening going forward, we might have a problem. But I, don't, I think it's way too early to panic. Yeah. But David King sounded a little bit worried about it last night. Even the fact that he said, I'd rather lose a coach than a player than the pick. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it might, it might happen like that. You never know. Like if... Uh... If we keep going down his path and he's not he's uh, not going to commit, then you know, unfortunately, you, you probably have to make a change in that regard. And because at the because we're at his mercy, really, aren't we? Oh, absolutely, and that's why I know I, I don't know what am I talking about, but I I don't believe money is the issue. I just it doesn't make sense to me that it's about holding out for more money when right now, if you wanted more money, you couldn't get a bit of time. To get yeah, more yeah. money out of the club, then at you know after forget all the before this week after round seven he could have got whatever he wanted. We're getting annihilated every week, and he's the only shining light. <laughs> they they club knows damn well losing him could have a catastrophic effect and a snowball effect on them. Um, no, they can't they can't lose him. So money yeah. to me is the furthest thing from being the issue. It's I don't know when he made the decision to hold off. Um, yeah. But it's a, it is a, it's a small worry. It's not about the time. We've got plenty of time to fix it. But you would rather see him sign, so it's got to be a bit of a worry. But yeah. it's eight weeks into the year, he might you know he might sign up at round fifteen. We don't know, but I, I just I just hope that the club's on top of whatever is going on there at the moment. Um, and I don't mind whatever whatever what they want to put out through Jack and whatever about to calm things down with the media. That's fine. But there's clearly some issues going on at the club that need to be fixed. That I find it impossible to believe that's not the case because you can see it on the field. Yeah. So look, let's just hope they sort it out. I'm, I'm you know, happy for. I think the players and David take need to take equal responsibility in it. I don't blame one or the other, but you can't you can't be having hundred less disposals, twenty three less tackles in games, and that that that's not sustainable. No, that's uh, right. If that if that we're still talking about the same thing in ten weeks, then there will be a change. You know. So let, let, anyway, let's hope let's hope it fixes it. We desperately want him to be there. He's a future mm. captain by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think he will want to leave. I think he's made a lot of friends there. I think the last thing he wants is to you know be walking out in the club after you know after one or two years. I just I yeah. don't see that in his personality. We'd have to stuff things up, I think, for him to leave. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's a bit strange. I think first round draft picks they should, all should get four year contracts automatically. Um, it's a bit strange. Father son ones like uh, Dacos gets a four year contract and everyone else get two years because um, yeah, so, someone like even yeah, you know, we've seen it with uh, Tom Scully uh, when he was at Melbourne. He left quite early. Uh, number one draft pick after I think it was two years or something. Yeah, or... well, he might have even left even earlier. But that I mean that was that maybe yeah maybe it was too. But at the time that seemed seemed really bad for Melbourne. Yeah, um, that was seen as a disaster, and and that I think that was coming off the back of that Martin Neal 
Yeah, era. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which Gary Lyons started talking about Mark Neal talking about us on Monday night, which I yeah, comparing us, yeah, 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 that wasn't fun hearing that. Um, I, mm. I, I do think you know, we're talking about Melbourne in 2013. I mean, well, yes, we're our second year into our rebuild, but about 16 or 17 of our players on the park were pre rebuild, and a lot of them are young players like Simpkin, yeah. LDU, Taryn Thomas, Scott Taylor, Mackay, Zerha. Um, Larky, they were all before the rebuild started, so we had a pretty good base of young talent sitting there. You know, Cherry, etc. There's plenty of players that are already sitting there. Perez, Marnie, they're all pre-start of rebuild, so we had a head start before the last two years of bringing in all these kids. So, you know, it's not like we're coming, we've just started it. I think we'd already, you know, through 2016, 17, 18, 19, we were still taking young draft picks, and plenty of them are good. Yeah, that's right. So I just don't buy into this. You know, we've just started. We've got another five or six years around the bottom, and then maybe 2026. I, I think if we get everything right, we can be starting to look expecting 10 plus wins in 2024. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's unrealistic. No, definitely not. I think um, yeah, a couple of years is a very long time in football. So a lot of things can change. And if you you build your list right, then um, yeah, we can certainly build from something there. Um, here you go. Oh, I was just going to say, everyone talked about the Bulldogs as being an absolute basket case in 2013, 2014, and they won a flag in 2016. So Yeah, that's right. Things can change. You know, Brisbane were terrible, terrible, and then top four, top four. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it can change a lot quicker than people think. But, you know, I know David's saying, you know, you can't expect the same trajectory as last year, but you should be improving. You shouldn't be going backwards. You know, the, our percentage should not be worse than last year. No, no, that's uh, yeah, that's right. But um, yeah, hopefully uh, it can turn around uh, this week against Port Adelaide. We'll go yes. back. Um, we'll just get uh, your thoughts on uh, last Friday's game uh, just quickly. Um, you've yeah. covered. We've covered a little bit of it, like Aiden Core. Um, yeah, any other thoughts on that, or do you want to move on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I think I thought I'll just. I mean, I'll talk about a few of the positives. I thought Ben McKay and Luke McDonald tried their guts out as usual. Yeah. Um, Jason Horn Francis, same thing. Um, I thought Cam Zerha showed some signs that he's not far away from getting back to his best form. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, outside outside of that, it's a bit difficult. There's not a lot, lot, lot else. I, look, the, as far as the season goes, I think Bailey Scott's been. Re- I'm really happy to see him take yeah, a big yeah. step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Curtis Taylor's really working hard. He probably needs to get a bit more of it, but he's certainly working hard in game and doing everything he can. Yeah. Um, from a defensive perspective, but um, yeah, other than that, there wasn't a lot to like. I just five minutes into the game, I, I you know, I was depressed. It's like, oh no, <laughs> we, we haven't come to, yeah. we haven't yeah, come to play. Yeah, it's sort of the same signs as uh, previous weeks. What were your thoughts on David Noble coaching from the bench? Uh, I, I thought he looked like a bit of a stunned mullet down there. I don't. Yeah. He, he wasn't getting a lot of nourishment on the on the bench. No, <laughs> yeah, no nourishment here, Chopper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's. Um, I found it strange. He wasn't really interacting with players that were coming off uh, onto the bench. He, uh, besides, probably Jack Siebel and Luke McDonald. I mean, I obviously the camera angle didn't show him the whole game, but yeah, I he looked like he was. I yeah, agree. I mean, that's why I feel he looked like a stunned mullet. He, he, he looked stressed and um, uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, like yeah. he didn't know what to do, and I just thought it was a. It wasn't a great look, and I'd rather him you know, up in the coach's box at least. At least if you don't know what you're doing, the coach's box. 
no, yeah, yeah, no, it just looked like you've been calm, but it, it looked he looked too stressed and agitated, um, yeah. sitting there as if it was getting out of control, and he, you know, didn't know what to do about. It. I mean, you've got a feel for him. It's a horrible. It's a, probably one of the worst jobs you could ever be in when things aren't going well. No, um, I'm sure. I mean, he he looks lost, like uh, we all are at the end of the day. Like sometimes yeah. it's a it's a pretty lonely place. Um, being a coach, um, you know, uh, when your team's uh, struggling a lot, and you, you you sometimes you just don't have the answers. We've seen that with Ray Shaw a couple of years ago when things went yeah. uh, when things were going well. He, you know, he, he was quite good, but um, when things went pear shaped, um, yeah, I, agree with you. I I I think they should give. David a chop out with all the press conferences and, and the interviews at the moment. I think some other coaches need to come and speak. I, I, to me, mm. it's getting it's getting worse and worse, and it's it's not helpful to him. I heard the interview tonight, and as much as I was getting frustrated by it, I was sort of thinking, this, they've got to give him a break. Why is he on SEN in South Australia tonight? Why is that even necessary? <laughs> um, yeah. Like there's not that many North supporters sitting in South Australia that need to be hearing, you know, what what's going on and or, or said, put another coach on. I mean, yeah. Blakey's had plenty of experience. Why isn't he taking a few of the press conferences and a few of his interviews? He just, to me, I, I, you wouldn't know who the other coaches are. I mean, they're just not yeah. excited at the moment. It feels like he's doing everything on his own. I'm sure that's obviously not the case, but he, to me, these the press conferences and that interview I heard, it's just. It's starting to become a bit of babble. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. You know, we're further advanced than we were last season, but people thought we'd be on the same trajectory. Well, I mean, that, again, it's just what, what are you saying? We're we're further advanced, but people were wrong to think we'd improve. It's it just it's not. No, and then he started talking about karma and Luke Hodge. I just sort of, I'm not. I had to stop listening because I thought this is crazy. But yeah, um, it's just, yeah, it's, cool. it's, just, it's just stress that causes that. And and you don't know you don't know what if you're trying too hard not to give out too much information, you, you know the spin can go can turn back on you and it just sounds like you don't know what's going on and, and you you sound lost and sometimes it's just better just to talk straight and go look we're me and the coaches we're frustrated with this, you know yeah. we're really talk about Bailey Scott or a few of the you know the positives Ben Mackay and everything else. And just say, look, the reason we've gone backwards, we think, is this, this, and this. They gave four or five reasons. You know, he's saying we're more advanced, um, and I think he means they've made things a bit more complicated by that, and that's yes. probably part of the problem. Maybe he needs just to say, look, it is a bit more complicated, and it has sent us backwards for a while, but you know what? By next year, it'll pay off. Or we've done all the strength training. Yes, our running's a bit off, and we're, we're, not, we're not running and spreading like a lot of other clubs, but don't worry, it'll pay off a bit like just something that makes sense to us rather than just, you yes. know, we're more advanced. It's just words. It just feels like words. You don't actually get anything you can hang your hat on as to why things are going to get better. Why are we going to lay more tackles this week? Yes. You know, why would no, we be better defensively? Why would we hold the ball in our forward line this week versus letting it be walked out last week? That's what most people probably want to hear. Something like, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Good. Good on you. And I think, yeah. to be honest with you, I think that's why a lot of supporters were actually thrilled that he gave them the bait. Because they're hearing the gobbledygook at the press conferences and thinking, God, what's going on? Then he, then you hear, oh, he's great. He's given them an absolute bake. That's what they deserve. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least something's happening. See what I'm, um, so it's sort of, I think a lot of the, the supporter frustration is is partly for the community. They're trying to control the communication too much. Yeah. They're trying to temper expectation too much. And, I, and when you hear Jack Siebel speak, or I heard Larky speak a few weeks ago, they made absolute sense, and I actually felt confident, much more confident about where we were heading because they gave you know more specifics. So, yeah. 
look, at the end of the day, none of it matters. If we, if we can just start bringing our losses back under 40 points or under 50 points as a starting point, yeah. Um, and I think we might need to get through the Melbourne game before that happens. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, we've got to. Yeah, well, hopefully we can start this week, and yeah, who knows what uh, next week will bring. But um, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, the way he's talking is um, maybe he's uh, been uh, reading uh, Tony Robbins's or Tony Robbins' book, uh, "Awaken the Giant Within," because it's uh, it's all very positive, but. Um, He's going away from the facts a bit that uh, we have regressed a lot. So, well, yeah. it's, it's been interesting since the Brisbane game. He's he's gone out of his way to not say anything negative. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But to a point, it's almost he's gone too far the other way, and it's it's almost. I mean, you can't pander to the player to such an extent. You've got to come in and you know. Talk, I think someone said it's like they're talking about an under tens team. They're not allowed to say anything negative. Yeah, yeah. say everyone's won and give them all a ribbon. I mean. There's a bit of that. There's a bit of that about it. Um, yeah. So I, you know, the players are going to have to accept the, the public, the supporters. Stuff, I'm not going to just pretend everything's rosy forever, losing by a ten, to ten goals every week. It, it's negative. It's just you know, it, it rebuilds a slow process, but being competitive and tackling and intensity are things you can do now. Like yeah, I, don't, I, I think the club's got to understand. The supporters totally understand. We're not going to win many games this year. We knew we weren't last year. And we know we're not going to next year. That's not what's upsetting anyone. It's, we don't want to see the game over, though, in the first 10 minutes of the first quarter. Yeah. Um, you've got to hang on for as long as you can. And, and if you get blown away by the last quarter, that's fine. But yeah. to be ferociously competitive you know, for as long as the game as you can. And if skill levels, skill levels let us down, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's the non-tackling and stuff that's upsetting people, I think. But we'll see. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Let's hope this way. Look, if maybe this will galvanise the group and, and it'll be a turning point. Maybe this is the line in the sand they needed. Mm. You know, maybe that's why someone did leak it out. They wanted to stir things up a bit. Who knows? Yeah, well, possibly. Yeah, you, you don't know. Look, <laughs> uh, with all the scrutiny we've copped uh, this week on players, coaches and so forth, let's say we cop another belting by 70 points this week and then we've got Melbourne next week. We lose by 20 goals. Um, do, you think, do you think he's still got a job? Yeah, I do. I, I, I don't yeah. – um, look, I, on cheap, if you ask me the same question on Tuesday, I felt like we're one or two big losses away from him losing his job. But, yeah. you know, by the time I've <clears throat> processed the whole thing, and I'm with a, being in bed with a knee – coming from knee surgery, I've had too much time on my hands on Twitter this week. <laughs> but yeah. um, by the time you process it, you go, well, what's the point in doing that? I mean, I, 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 th- I think the club will give him eight to ten weeks – to see where things are at. I think they're probably, I think he knows it's not about improvement. I think David King summed it up you know, well last night. It's, it's got to be about percentage yeah. um, and, and the group. It's, it'll be about what's the culture of that group. You know, are yeah. they hundred percent united? Are they in agreement with the way we're heading? Are they fully supportive of the coach? Is he the person for 2023? I, I the club have not come out and said he's here next year. They they have not come out and said that yet, because yeah. um, no. I don't think they know yet. I don't no. think that's a given. So, but to back back to your point, look, I think there's every chance we will get annihilated by Melbourne. I think the club yeah. already knows that in advance. I think it'd be ridiculous for them to just sit there and wait. Oh, we've been thrashed. That's all. We're going to get rid of David now. Don't think that'll happen. I think they'll give him eight to ten weeks unless it really gets ugly and he feels he can't. You know, do anything more with the group. I, he doesn't strike me as someone who would give up. Um, yeah, yeah. So, look, I, I, I hope 
it'll um, it won't play out that way. I, I, if it does, I'll be very suspicious about what happened this week. Yeah. If all that stuff gets leaked, we have two bad losses and they get rid of him. To me, it'll look orchestrated. So yeah. I, I don't, and I don't believe. I just don't think the president, although it's not all her call. There's a full board that would be making decisions on this. Yeah. I certainly don't think the president or the CEO would would do that. Maybe if the board demanded it, they would have a choice. I don't know, but. I'm more inclined to think there's at least six, eight, ten weeks to see where we're going and, and then they'll make a considered decision uh, unless they panicked about GWS now being on the hunt um, for Clarkson and felt like they've got to compete early. But I don't think so. I think I think GWS might have felt like that, that they had to move quickly and get the front running with Clarkson. But And I think that's where he'll go. I think he'll go to GWS. I know there's been rumours about Simpson and club talking to Adam Simpson. I, I find that uh, unlikely as well that uh, they would go behind Noble's back at this point and start talking to another coach about next year. And and Simpson himself is signed up with West Coast and, and there's um, Trevor Nesbitt saying he's definitely going to be there. So I'm yeah, doubtful right. about that as well. I mean, that could happen by the end of the year. I'm not saying that ruling it out, but yeah, I doubt if it's happening now at round eight. No, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'd be very shocked. And, and, and Sonia Hood doesn't look like a type that would go no. you know, behind... Uh, no. someone's back like Not that. At all. Uh, hey, Dan, can I ask I'll ask you a, a quick quiz question. When mm-hmm. when was the last time North Melbourne hired a senior coach that had uh, coached senior football previously? Um, I'm going to... Jeez, that's going back a long time. Ron Barassi, wouldn't it be? No, nah, it's you John Kennedy. Like, John Kennedy, of course, 1986, 87. Eight, no, yeah. I think he's there, 85. Eighty five as well. Yeah. The final against Carlton when we came back from forty points down at half time. But um, yeah. uh, when, when Holt went berserk and Shimmerbush kicked that, he kicked a goal from uh, the pocket late in the last quarter to put us in front. The crowd with yeah. I remember Kennedy was coaching then, but that that's the last time we've had yeah, a yeah. coach with experience. I mean, Pagan had a lot of coaching experience, hmm. um, certainly. But that's that's amazing that that hasn't happened since nineteen eighty five. When you think about it. Yeah. So, yeah. if if something went wrong, if it didn't work out with David Noble, I'd like them to get someone experienced. And if it's not someone experienced, it would be someone would want to be someone that's done a very long apprenticeship, like an Adam Uze or someone in you know in that sort of area. And I know we're getting well ahead of ourselves, but I'm yeah. I, I'm, I'm worried that um, you know Reece Shaw thing was really just he was just thrown in there when he certainly wasn't ready or, or yeah. right at the time. Um, I think Brad Scott, I, I, I know a lot of supporters can't stand Brad Scott. I, I thought he did a reasonable job while he was at North. Yeah. Um, and But since that point, and look, even with David Noble, he, he, I, I think he, he's a great football person, but he hadn't been coaching for a long time. Yeah. No, that's um, right. Yeah. So, so I think, look, it might, it might well be that he's the right man and he's there for a long time. But if, he's, if, it, doesn't, if it doesn't work out, I think they've got to be really careful about someone who's been, you know, someone like Uzo who's worked under Clarkson for a long time and worked at different clubs or an Adam Simpson or someone, you know, experienced. I'm not sure about Buckley or not, whether he'd be a good fit at North, but um, yeah. that's, a, you know, it's a fair way off, but it's something they'll have to think about at some point in the future, I would think. Yeah, well, I mean, who knows? They they might, uh, they, they might have one eye um, just in the, you know, in the corner looking at uh, other other options just in case it does keep going pear-shaped. Anyways, we'll move forward. Uh, We'll go to this week's game against uh, Port Adelaide. So we'll talk about the team changes. So I think it's only that 
like uh, the players that were available, um, like Nick Larkin, Tom Powell, they, they were the realistic, realistically the only options we really had available to play this week. Uh, Hugh Greenwood comes out with health, health and safety protocols, um, mm. bit of a loss. Uh, ben McCoy injured and Jason Orn Francis just hamstring tightness as well. Yeah. Um, there's no one else to pick out, outside of that looking at the emergencies. I mean, you look at the emergencies, it shows our lack of depth at the moment. We've got Matt McGuinness, um, who's never played a game, very skinny, raw player. Uh, Kyron Hayden uh, looks a bit out of favour um, at yeah. the moment yeah. if you can't get a game uh, right now, to be honest with you. Um, and then you've got Jackson Archer, who, oh, yeah, he has improved over the weeks in the reserves, but oh, I think he's a fair way off playing AFL football. And I think, uh, I can't even remember the other emergency, to be honest with you. Um, I'll have a look now. Actually, it's uh, Charlie Lazaro, who's been out of form in the reserves. So hasn't really got, yeah, hasn't really got near it as uh, much as you would like. So, yeah, I mean, realistically, they were two players we could pick from. Yeah, Com- is Com- I wonder if Combin's even playing. Yeah, Nice Hornets. Yeah. Is he yeah, playing so- BFL this week? I don't think so, from what I understand. I, I, I think they're going to take a cautious approach with him. So, But I could be wrong. So, no, they, yeah. they should take a cautious approach with him. There's no point taking any risks with him at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's going to be so important to their future. I, look, you'd love him to be getting <clears> senior games and getting that experience, but he will at some point this year. They're just going to have to, to take it and you know, wait till his body's 100% right, I think. That's yeah, interesting yeah. about Jackson Archer. That, that suggests to me um, that's – one to give him encouragement that he's not as far away as he probably thinks he is. Mm. Um, it also probably shows they're getting you know, players like Turner and Atu and stuff. Um, you know, they're, they're probably wondering whether they're going to be the long term answer down there. Um, yeah. Well, I, have what to play. Spe- I don't know what his speed is like. If he's got a bit of speed, that'll be, uh, he's going to be a good option at some point because he's just, he's tough as his father. So, you know, as close yeah. as you can get to being as tough as his father. Um, well, getting, uh, I remember these first couple of games in the VFL, he's getting two or three touches a game. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he wasn't getting anywhere near it. Last week was a lot better. He got probably 12, 13 touches. I don't know. That's just roughly guessing. Um, yeah, he's very tough. Like, he puts yeah. his body in the line, but very skinny as well, very raw. Uh, I, bet his op- I bet his opponents very, very rarely get many, many touches. You wouldn't have his opponent getting a best on ground too often, that's for sure. I'd- I'd say he probably focuses on defence first, and now they're probably encouraging yeah. him to try and win a bit more of the ball as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, possibly. I'm not too sure what the, the message yeah. is for him in the reserves. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I don't think we've got many other options, uh, to be honest, to pick from. I think we've got a no. few injuries. Um, and, yeah, look, I mean, Sorry. the best player last week was Marty Hall by a fair way. Yeah. And, look, if he was, if he was on our list, he'd, he'd be playing this week, without a doubt. Um, but, do you think uh, do you think he'll get picked up in the mid? So now that now that Bergman's out for the year, do you, do you think he's a chance to get picked up? Oh, look, I hope so. Uh, he's looked quite good in the reserves. Um, he's got a good left foot. Uh, uses the ball quite well. Um, good intercept player, and you know he's got his body right. Besides, he like he's had two un, really unlucky injuries over two years at Melbourne, uh, and but but before that, he never had an uh, injury in his career. Well. So. He must be yeah, a chance to, to come onto the list. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure if there's a young kid or anything in the mid-season draft they, they might look at they um, might. because they've got a pick. They might have a pick one. So could, they re- yeah. could they release Lynch off the list as well and, and free up two spots? I think because of the soft cap, soft cap with the coaches, I think yeah. they're a bit tight with that. That's why they put him on a list. I don't, um, I don't, I don't get how we're, we're so tight on the soft cap. It's 
it's not like we've got a coach that would be paying a million dollars to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. Unless they've got like extra coaches there. Like they've just got too many. You too know, many development time. coaches, perhaps, because we're such a young side. I guess that would make sense. But Yeah, like Gavin Brown. Um, you talk about him. And, Boomer, and Boomer likes it. his money. Maybe Boomer's taking team. <laughs> yeah, probably making up for the times he took pay cuts when, during his yeah, playing. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Extra now, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I look. I'm not privy to all no, that information, but no, um, yeah, I assume it's got something to do with that. So yeah, that that's why they've um, they've put him on the list because he hasn't played a game in the reserves, no. which is which is a bit surprising. I thought he'd still um, it'd still be out there. You know, um, well, let's face it, it hasn't been ideal when we've got no key defensive players at all, and you've yeah, got a yeah, coach on our coach on our list when we could have taken. You know, there was plenty of experienced defenders available. In that preseason draft, anyway, it's, it's you know it's gone now. But uh, that's one of the areas they've got to rectify going to next season. Actually, what about Daniel McStay? Just completely off subject, as um as a free agent, he resigned a few weeks ago, didn't he? What's that? He resigned a few weeks ago. No, no, no. He's no, he's no, he hasn't. He's put it off till the end of the year, and he's oh, a, I think, oh, he's a yeah, free agent. Nice. He's, he's unrestricted free agent as well. Yeah, so, oh, he'd be nice. I know Collingwood's looking at him, but yeah, well, he would. I mean, I'd, you'd, you'd hope he's got a bit of a relationship with Noble coming from Brisbane. Um, but <laughs> that's if Noble's still there. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. They might, yeah. Maybe you should you better get him to talk to him now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, try and get him to sign now while, while he's still there. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah well, uh, we'll see how we go. So we've, we've sort of touched on this um earlier. What, what do you think we need to do to be competitive against Port on Saturday? You, you've talked about... You know, just intensity, lifting that up. Um, is it just a simple case of that? Or do we have to do anything as far as game plan goes, like well, play I, more I, one-on-one? Or... Yeah, look, I can't, I, I'm not going to pretend to be, um, you know, an expert on game plans or anything like that. I, I can only you know, just go by from a, as a supporter what you can see. And what all of us can see is the ball goes into our forward line, it walks straight out again nearly every time. We don't lay any tackles. We look slow and we can't keep it in there. So... I'd like him to structure it up so we, we or structure it up so we can, and that part of that would probably take Zebel out because I don't think you can have Zerhan and Zebel both in that forward line, yeah. um, and then have Larky and um, um, and a Ruckman in there as at the same time as well. It just ends up with we look to, you know Curtis is the only one with any speed on that forward line, um, yes. so it's just it's just too easy. I'd rather they you know they a bit more chaos ball in there rather than long bombs. Um, and then just don't let it out. Like have repeat repeat opportunities to score instead of just the one bomb in there and then it's gone. Uh, <laughs> and then D- David King made a good point. You know, and this is and this is interesting. It's not straightforward. I get I get what he was saying that you know Noble's trying to see what they're capable of, so he's playing a high risk game through the middle of the ground. But really, yeah. I, and also I think he's imitating Brisbane's um, game plan largely. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think he does too much of that generally. I'm, but, you know, it's easy for me to say from a couch. But um, yeah. David King made a good point about the, the top four or five teams are going, they go the most to the wings out of their defence. So yeah. they're, they're risk adverse. They don't take too much risk. They'll take, they'll, they'll go down the middle when the ball turns over and they, they, they catch someone out in the middle and then they'll go straight. But when it's the, doing it themselves, they're more likely to be cautious. Yeah. I think we might, you know, we, as you, to your point, we might have to be more one-on-one and and trust ourselves to win a more contest. And at least if we lose a contest, the ball's not sitting at us middle of the middle of the ground or centre half back. Um, yeah. And if I was if I was noble, you'd, you'd probably simplify things and say, 
we're going to win. Whatever happens today, we're going to win the tackle count. You know, we're going to, yeah. I'm going to hold you accountable at the end of each quarter. And next week, you know, you don't want to be coming into me and saying I had no tackles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because at least it, it, you almost can guarantee if you have 20 more tackles in the opposition, like Freo did to us, you know, made 100 more disposals as well. Yeah, yeah. But if we're going to lose the bloody disposal count, don't lose the tackle count at the same time. Yeah, um, it's uh, almost shows a lack of effort, doesn't it? Really, just looking at statistics. Well, pressure acts. We call it pressure acts. We tackles, pressure acts, whatever you want to be. We have to win that each week. If we win that each week, we know we're doing everything that doesn't require talent. You start with what doesn't require talent and then keep working on the skill stuff. But you yeah. can't have everything bad at the one. So you can't have we're doing nothing defensively and our skills are horrific. You just, <laughs> that combination will, will cause a 20-goal-plus you know, loss against Melbourne. Um, yeah. And it could, you know, could hurt us this week as well. I, I really believe this week it's going to be a bit wet and windy. Um, that you know, for David's sake as well, I hope they come out and show they want to play for him. I, you know, that that's yeah. got to be our starting point, and then let's see how we go for the rest of the year. But they've got to support the players. Have got to support him this week by showing um, what they're made of, and they should be embarrassed as well. You know, if yeah, I was a player, I wouldn't like reading the press that we couldn't take a bait from the coach and we've been sucking about it and we've been losing by 12 goals a week ever since. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, no, just, they've got to fight. They've got to show a bit of fight. It can't, it can't be all on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, 100%. It, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, after the coach talks and you can motivate it as much as you like yeah. and get him fired up, but five minutes after the game, you know, you just go back, it just goes back to the norm anyway. So... That's yeah. right. Uh, and then the yeah, reality I'm... is, with all the talk gets put aside, in 10 weeks' time, the, the question will eventually be, can David get the best out of the playing group or not? Yeah. And, if they're, and if, they're, if they're not showing intensity and effort, because they always, you know, the media does this, everyone does it, but they'll go, is it, uh, it, you know, you look at another team and go, oh, that team's playing for their coach. You know, Leon Cameron, mm. we could actually say, for most of that nine years, they played for him. He had some yeah. serious talent in that side, but they were pretty tough, you know, GWS. They were known as a tough, hard side. Whether he was the – strategically, he might not have been the best in everything else, but they certainly were – culturally, they were all very much together. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's – if, if you've got that as your starting point, you can you can bring other people in to help you. Um, hmm. But you've got to have the players. So And they've got to show that this week. If that happens and it continues on for the rest of the year – Hopefully, we'll sign up Jason Horn Francis and we'll roll into 23 and we won't have to start with that this year. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll traditionally, we need to attract some players to the club. That's the other point. At the moment, that's going to be hard. It's going to be money based, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, having Jason Horn Francis helps. If you can get him long term, yeah. then you, yeah. might get, uh, you might get some decent players. But success will lead to players coming to your club. Um, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, when we were successful in the 90s and 2000s, well, not so much 2000s, you know, when we had Carey, like Lee Colbert left Geelong to come to us. Yeah. Um, we got a lot Peter of Reynolds. Peter Bell. Yeah, Peter, oh, Peter Bell was a draft pick or, yeah, pre-season. Was, or, well, yeah, no, you he, know, was free, he was Frio. He was Frio originally. Yeah, he got delisted by Frio and then got picked up oh, by us. sorry. Right. Yeah, Winston, Abraham. Winston Abraham was Frio, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we attracted... Um, some decent players, you know, like Keenan Reynolds. We, you know, yeah. who had a good, good uh, season at Bulldogs. Uh, wanted to come to North. Um, yeah, and there was, well, I'm sure there's one or two others look, along the way. It's, it's not even. It, it, I mean, you're right. Keep it, keeping the, the young guns we've got will help us attract other players. Yeah, um, but it's also stability. 
if you know if we go through another coach and then we don't you know if we that's, if we do go through another coach you'd want to have a good one coming in um, oh, yeah. because they'll go well you know you're just you're swapping your coach every 18 months i'm not coming into that environment no that's right yeah so, no exactly right it's about yeah stability on and off the field as yeah. much as yeah it is on that's the field right. i guess i mean Br- brisbane because of fagan after a couple of years they hadn't done much yet but they started bringing all these look they got cameron over from adelaide They've got Danaher. They've got all these players started coming, like a lot of them. They've got they've got it seven or eight, nine they've brought in the last three or four years. Yeah. Um, and it was before they were running top four, they started to come. So and then and they started keeping all their kids all of a sudden. They couldn't keep anyone, Brisbane. They were lucky. No, yeah, they were there for a period of time. But yeah. um so, yeah, it turned around pretty quickly for them. Yeah. It's stability did it. So um yeah. and culture. So I and that's the part that I'm upset about at the moment is that last year. It, it couldn't. It didn't. It, it couldn't have got a better culture from what everything we're hearing and seeing in the way they were playing in the second half of the year. When they won that game against Hawthorne, it was like winning a premiership. Um, mm. And then they kept playing like that for the rest of the year. You know, they fell off when they got tied in the last four games. So, from yeah. from that point to what we saw in that preseason game against Melbourne, something yeah. changed. Whether yeah. the, whether the changing the whole strength and conditioning team, the fitness team. Had an effect, or they tried to get too complicated over the preseason, and it started to cause friction. I don't, I don't know what's happened, but they've, they've got to get back to where they were and do it quickly because they were terrific last year. Cole, they just looked so happy as a group, yeah. uh, and they just look flat at the moment, so flat. I mean, forget all the crap we heard this week. Just look at what we saw on the field against Free. I've never seen them ever look that flat. Almost yeah. any North team uh, yeah. in twenty five odd years looked that bad. So. Even at the beginning of last year, when we were getting copping hidings, they were trying their guts out. They were just we just had so many injuries and no Cunnington, and which is still the case now. But they looked mm. really keen, even though they were losing. And then it, you know, soon as soon as they got that that win, they were away. Whereas yeah. the win against West Coast did nothing for us. Probably, no, probably took conference away. Yeah, how many players they had out? It's sort of I don't know. This and then the Sydney game. I would have you would have sworn that was the start of the turnaround for the year. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, after that, and then bang, it was just as bad. It's just been horrendous since. So let's look. Mm. Maybe this was rock bottom this week. You know, that's what we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna hope for. Yeah, oh, well, you never know, do you? So we'll no, find no. out uh, about uh, four forty-five uh, Saturday. Maybe yeah, Mel- maybe Melbourne will be rock bottom when we start to climb back. You know, from there, I think that that is going to be hard because they just don't have a weakness. I mean, it's just yeah, uh, no, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, We'll go back to this uh, Saturday. Uh, what are some of the key matches you see that could um, that could help us? You know, you know, put in a competitive performance. Obviously, we've lost Greenwood, which is which is a fair loss. You know, leading one of the leading tacklers in the you know competition this year. Yeah, and Jason and Francis. Obviously, that's that's pretty much been our midfield. No, ben yeah, Ben McKay as well. Mm. It's going to be a battle. Like, you know, I mean, even if you're informed, it's. Uh, how about yeah, how we go back to Pagan's paddock and just clear out the forward line, put Josh Walker one out? Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he seems to he's, him and Aiden Bonner seem to cop all the you know <laughs> all, all, all the all the yeah. tough jobs really. I mean, so. I feel I just I do find it a bit funny with Josh because he's a he's a really good depth player and yeah. busts his guts. But I mean, I've been laughing ever since they put him on camera against Geelong. That was almost like a cruel joke. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. He's one of the best. Awesome. He's one of the best runners in the competition, and you know, quickest. And he just he was running no, he around. 
yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't keep up with him. Nah, um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna, we've taken a dent in the midfield. Uh, Tom Powell obviously comes in. Uh, do you think Jed Anderson goes in the middle just to add a bit of... Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. I, I don't know if he could play five games. No, but you have to go into spell. Look, keep him in there for as, as, as much time as they possibly can because with no Greenwood or Cunnington, we're really exposed in there, and, and he he can tackle as well as Greenwood. So, I don't yes. I don't think they've got a chance. I think I think Lee give Powell plenty of minutes in the midfield. Just let him get some confidence now. Leave him in the side for the rest of the year. I don't care if he plays. You know, has a few bad games. He's, they've got to develop him now. I, 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 hopefully, whatever was the issue, there's. I don't know why he'd be the scapegoat when no one else in the side was doing much anyway. But anyhow, he's. He's back in now. Let's hope that he stays there. And I, I hope they get Will Phillips back in there as soon as they can when he's well and up and going as well. But um, the midfields, look, LDU, Simpkin and Thomas are really going to have to have good games for us to stay competitive. There's no And Stevenson, you tear your hair out with him. He's the most, one of the most talented players in the comp. Um, yes. And you just don't know when he's going to turn up, you know, interested or not. It's just, it's really, it's really, I, I feel for no one. I don't know how... Or, you know, they must have tried just about everything <laughs> to get the best out of him. I, I don't know how you do it because he's so capable. He could be an all Australian if, if he, when he, when he's really on, he's unbelievable. And he's got so much talent, but he can just turn up and look completely disinterested. It's sort of yeah. you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, um, Our maturity issues are still there, aren't they? They are. I mean, hopefully, he'll be one of those guys. The, the penny will drop, and he'll realise if I'm not careful, I'll be 28 and I'll be out of the. I won't be playing AFL. Yeah. Um, or he, or he can be, he can be a best and fairest winner and an all Australian because he's oh, that first year at Collingwood. I mean, some of the stuff he was doing, and he's doing finals. Yeah. So you know what we saw against West Coast last year. I mean, he's a thirty-five position potential player. You know, in the midfield if he wants to be, he yes. can do anything. That guy. Or he can play off half back and dominate. He can play on a wing and dominate. He can play a full forward and dominate. He's, it just, yeah. It's just a mindset. I just really hope he does mature in the next 12, 24 months and become the player he can be. It would be such a tragedy if he did. And all, people would make laugh about him on Twitter and all that sort of stuff. But pe- yes. people people got to understand, if you're playing AFL, you're not weak. You're not scared. No, you, don't play, not. you don't play at that level, if you like that. It's, it's, it's purely about confidence and psychology. But uh, he'll come good eventually. I just I, I hope he does. Anyway, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we, we all hope that. Talent. We don't have many X factor players like him at the club. You need someone like that to oh, 100%. to be yes. what they can be. But yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. Uh, in saying all that, we'll finish up with uh, your final prediction. You, you expecting to win this week? No, I don't. I expect <laughs> us to. Um, I expect us to be a lot better. I expect to stay within 20, 20 25 points. Yeah. So I'll say 20 points. We'll lose by 20. Yeah. No, I picked us. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick us to be competitive every week for the last four weeks. And we've been flogged in all of them. So I'll go the opposite. We'll get flogged this week. So hopefully we can be competitive. Well, don't um, laugh at me. I put 100 bucks on us to beat Freo last week. Oh, Jesus. That's, uh, you, might, you should have just thrown it down a toilet well, after I five minutes. Two, about two minutes into the game, I said to my wife, I'm sorry, I've just burnt 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, no, t- times but are tough they, for all of us. They were not, we're paying, we were paying $9 and they had eight of their best 22 out. I'm sort of, yeah. we're ever going to be competitive, it's this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah, no, it doesn't always work out like no. that. Um, yeah, but, well, yeah, no, I, I never gamble on uh, my own team, so... 
yeah, just based on that, because they're always going to let you down, unfortunately. So yeah. they certainly let you down last week in that regard. No, once um, Well, any uh, Mark, we're still the good news is we're still a mathematical chance to play finals this year. So, <laughs> yeah, you never know. Well, I know Ken Hinckley was being optimistic a few weeks ago. He, he's actually his his position starting to look realistic, but yeah, I'm not prepared. <laughs> I, I still think 2024 is a chance, though. I yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm going to stick with that. 2026 is too far away. I need something to, to hang my hat on to look forward yeah. to. So uh, it's never yeah. as bad or as good as what it seems at the time. And it's yeah. definitely not as bad. And our list is not as bad as what people think. I think um, it's just it's hopefully a, a switch will flick and will improve dramatically. It might be this week. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, anyways, Mark, I think I've held you up long enough, unless you wanted to add anything else. No, mate, no, I've babbled too much already. <laughs> I think we both have, so that, that's all good. Uh, it's good to get uh, these therapy sessions um, out of the way. Uh, just sitting on the couch uh, talking to a psychiatrist, so yeah, it's good <laughs> in that regard. Absolutely is, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, fingers crossed for this weekend, yeah. and thank you very much for having me. No, no problems at all, Mark. Uh, enjoy the rest, and hopefully your knee feels better soon. So thanks to Mark for coming on the show once again. Uh, that's it for this episode. Um, I will be back next week, like uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, to review hopefully a better performance against uh, Port Adelaide on Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment. Um, yeah, and yeah, retweets. Do whatever you can to help out the show. It's um, definitely getting more popular over, over the. Yeah, you know, uh, the last few weeks, so yeah, you know, it's um, it's definitely getting out there to all you lovely listeners and to all your friends as well that you tell them about the show. So I really appreciate that. Anyways, that's it uh, for this episode. I will leave a shout out to Craig Scholl. Bye for now.